the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show on 101.9 Hi FM. Thank you for choosing Hi Kids on Hi FM. My name is Michelle Fan and I'm 10 years old. I'll be hosting for you today. This is Hi Kids for Kids Back Kids. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I'll be interviewing Celia Forsyth, owner of Petsands College and K9 Behaviour Specialist and Trainer. So stay tuned to 101.9 Hi FM. Get ready for a very interesting show on Hi Kids today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm 10 years old. I'll be your host for today. Good afternoon, Celia. Hi. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. All right. Let's start with the questions. What is Pet Sense College? Pet Sense College is a college that is focused on teaching specific skills. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you'd like to become a dog trainer or walk dogs for a living or do pet sitting, we offer courses that will teach you how to do that. Oh, who founded it? I founded it. Oh, that's nice. When was it established? It was established in 2015. That's, that's like a good thing. It's not that long ago, but that's good. Yes, that's five yeah. years old. Yeah. Why was it established? I wanted to bring in a set of courses to cover specific skills for people yeah. who want to do jobs um, that they have a passion for. And to take them above um, all the other people who don't have those skills so that they can offer those um, Uh, services. What is a canine? Well, a canine is, canine is the word, is the Latin word for canis, which actually means dog. Is there a difference between a canine and a dog? Well, they are more or less the same thing. But they do belong to the same genus, which includes dogs, wolves, foxes, and jackals. Is it better to say canine or dog? So canine can cover a broader spectrum of animals, as we've just mentioned. mentioned, Dogs, wolves, foxes, and jackals. And dog very specifically refers to those very little animals that we keep at home. Is the saying, you can never teach an old dog new tricks true? I've been asked this question many times, and I absolutely love to answer this question, because the absolute answer is, yes, you can train old dogs new tricks. They are always learning, and even when they are old, they are able to learn new things, so you can train them. Well, now I know that this isn't true. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Why did you want to become a dog trainer? Well, that's an interesting story because I didn't know that it was something I wanted to do. I got my first dog. His name was Timmy. That's and a nice name. <laughs> yes, and he's a little dachshund crossed to a pom. And I had him for a few months and I knew that he needed a friend. Yeah. So I then decided to get another dog and her name is Jessie and she is a beagle. And I also had a feeling that I had to train them and socialize them. So I took them to a dog school. 
And while we were training, Jesse and I were doing very well, and the trainers then asked me to become a trainer. Yeah. I was intrigued, and so I started to study. And when I started to study dog training and behavior, I fell in love with the subject. Hmm. And I also enjoyed training dogs, and that is why I ended up becoming a dog trainer. That's a good story. Thank you. It's very interesting. <laughs> How long have you been a dog trainer? I have been training since 2011, so I've been training for eight years. Mm-hmm. I started my dog school, Happy Pack Dog Training, in Linksfield in 2011. Oh, that's a long time ago. Yes. What types of dogs do you train? Well, I don't mind what type of dog I train. I'm happy to train all types of breeds, whether they are pure breed or mixed breeds. Um, there are sometimes some dog schools that will not allow certain breeds to come into their dog schools. But um, I'm happy to bring any dog into my dog school so that I can train them so oh, that yeah. they can keep their forever home. So what does like a mixed breed mean and a pure breed? Okay, so a pure breed is a specific looking dog. So, mm-hmm. for example, a golden retriever, um, a bulldog, those are pure breeds. Yes. The dogs that we can't quite establish what they look like are a mixture of breeds. So they oh. might cross a golden retriever with a ridgeback as an example, and then that dog becomes a mixed breed. Oh. How do you train the dogs? Okay, so number one, what I do is, and this is very important for me, is that I find the dog's motivation. When I've got the dog's motivation, which is usually food, as we all know, dogs absolutely love food. Me too, but I'm not a dog. (laughs) Um, Or sometimes we can use toys or Mm -hmm. play, okay? And when we have the motivation for the dog, he becomes a very keen and quick learner. Yeah. Okay. So what I do is I reward the dog for any of the actions that I ask him to do. And Mm. how I do this is I lure the dog into the position that I want him to go into. So, for example, a sit. Yeah. Okay. So I have a treat ready. I take the treat to the dog's nose. I take the treat over his head because most dogs can't look straight up. They then tend to sit down, and the moment he sits, I give him the treat, and I say, good sit. And that is how he learns that the sit is the action, because dogs don't actually speak or understand English. So they have to learn by association what the word sit means, and that is how you train a dog. That's very clever. We should start buying treats and stuff and then try that. Yes. (laughs) Are dogs clever? They are clever, and they are clever in their own way. Did you know that there is a dog that has been recorded to understand 250 words and gestures? In English. In English. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So he would have been trained the same way as I just mentioned, which is by association. And he would understand those words by training him to understand those words. Mm. But if... He can, like, if that dog can understand those words, mm. how do you understand a dog? Okay, so how do I understand a dog? Yes. Okay, so I have been studying dogs 
probably for about nine years, the amount of time that I've been training. And I've been learning how to read their body language. Okay, so their body language is really how we can understand what they're saying because they cannot speak. Oh, yeah. So we can understand that if a dog is growling, that perhaps he is angry. Oh, yeah. Okay. If he is walking around quite fast and his tail is wagging and he has a relaxed um, facial expression, if we could put it that way, we understand that he is saying, I am happy and relaxed. Oh, yeah. Yes. So what, so are you a kind of, are you kind of like a psychologist for dogs? Well, yes, I suppose you could say that I am. Um, like we just discussed, that I observe body language, which is the only way that I can tell what is going on in the dog's uh. head. And what I do is I consult with clients who have behavior problems with their dogs. And mm. by observing what's going on, I'm basically a psychologist and I help clients uh. to, pr- to improve their dog's behavior. What is the most common dog that you that you get to train? That's an interesting question. And because I have so many dogs coming through my school, I think it's quite a difficult one. But I would say the most popular breeds are probably Golden Retrievers, Labradors, Jack Russells, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Beagles. What's a beagle? A beagle is a hound, and a hound is a sniffing hound. Yeah. And they have long floppy ears. Oh, cute. And uh, they are just adorable. Do you have any pets? Yes, I do. I have. St- I still have Timmy, my Dash and Cross hmm? toy pom, and then I have Jessie, and she is a beagle. Hmm. If a dog is about to attack, how do we protect ourselves? Okay, so if you are in imminent danger and you are not able to get anything between you two, then I would suggest that you fall to the ground and roll up into a ball and put your head down and cover your face. Wow. Uh, Because that's probably where you're going to get injured the most. And Mm. by covering up what we call your essential parts – um, we are hoping to, you know, avoid as much damage yeah. as possible. However, if we have a chance um, to avoid an attack, so let's say we can see that the dog is starting to growl. Well, then what I would suggest is that immediately you stand still because yeah. if you run, some dogs will chase Thank after you. you, which actually makes it more dangerous, and they are so much faster than you are. That has happened to me before, but oh, gosh. I went inside because I'm a good girl. Okay, yes. Yeah. So you managed to get something between you, and that is very important. So if there's a tree or if there's a bench. Can't they go like around? They the can, but it is helping you with your situation. Yeah. So if it's not such a heightened situation where you are in imminent danger, you've kind of picked up that the dog is barking at, is growling at you. Mm-hmm. Then what you do is you stand still. You slowly fold your arms. Yeah. You look away from the dog and you put your head down. And what you can do is you lick your lips. Okay, now that's a strange thing for me to say, right? Yes. Okay, and you'd look quite funny doing it. Mm-hmm. But if we look at what canine body language is, what we have said to that dog 
is I am no threat because I am looking away. Okay. Yeah. And I'm trying to calm the situation down by licking my lips. Okay. So the dog will understand that communication to say, you are no threat. And then hopefully he will walk away instead of continuing to growl at you. I will remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do we train our dogs not to bite other people? That's a good question and a very important question. So it's very important that we take our dogs to socialization classes. Yeah. So that is when they are puppies and it's very easy for them to learn things. Okay. So puppy socialization classes teaches our dogs how to behave appropriately around people, around other dogs. Okay. And in various situations. If, if we do not socialize our dog, we are increasing the risk of our dog biting people. Okay. So this socialization period is very important. The other thing that I need to point out is that we need to train our dog. Yes. Okay. So we need to train because we want to build our dog's cooperation skills with us so that when we ask him to do something, he complies with us. Oh. Okay. And we want to make sure that we are never putting the dog into a threatening situation, okay? Now, the dog will decide what he's threatening, and he will let you know what he's threatening, okay? So there are two ways that he can let us know. He can let us know, first, by growling. He is saying he is not comfortable with the situation, mm -hmm. okay? And that is at the extreme end. And on the other side, the dog will be showing fear. Okay. So how will he be showing fear? He's going to be tucking his tail. He's going to be avoiding eye contact. And he's going to be making his body smaller. If we see those two yeah. types of body language occurring, we know we've put our dog into a situation that he is not comfortable with. And that will increase the chances uh. of him biting. So if we understand that he's not comfortable and we take him out of that situation, we can avoid him biting people. Uh, is it true that if a dog is attacking, you should pretend to throw something at it? That's an interesting question, and I would suggest that it's not a good idea. Um, because when you throw something at a dog, you are behaving quite aggressively. And with some dogs, that might provoke a reaction with him becoming more aggressive. Sometimes the dog might get a fright and run away. It's very difficult to say how the dog is going to respond. So I think it is far safer not to behave as if you are going to throw something at it. The best way is to stand still and to fold your arms and or to try and get something between the two of you. Okay. All right. On that note, let's take a quick song break. And after the song, sorry, let's take a quick song break and we will be back soon. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. In studio with me is Celia Forsyth, a canine behavior specialist and trainer. 
If you have any questions for her, you can send an SMS to 34519 or Telegram to 061-895-1019 or call on 010-140-3020. Now let's carry on with the questions. What is spe- What is the most common breed of dog? Okay, that's an interesting question, and I think that the answer to that would be the mixed breed. If you consider that feral dogs are mixed breeds, there are more feral dogs in the world than there are pet dogs. Do you only train dogs? Yes, I specialize in dog training and uh, I have been known to train my husband from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite animal? Guessing a dog. Yes, it is my, fa- <laughs> yeah, it is my favorite animal um, because they are so amazing. So then what type of dog is your favorite? Yeah, and that one's also quite difficult to answer <laughs> because I've had the privilege of training so many amazing dogs. In my career. And it is very difficult for me to choose my favorite breed. And therefore, I'm going to say that I, my favorite is all breeds and all dogs. (laughs) Who is your role model? My role model is a lady called Alexandra Horowitz. She is a scientist who has dedicated her life to studying dogs. And she's done many studies that have helped us to understand dogs better. Mm. If you could ask them one question, what would it be and why? I would ask her to come to South Africa and do a talk for my students. Mm, That's a good question. Have you ever been interviewed by a kid before? Well, not in this formal sense. When I go (laughs) and I help people with their dogs in at home... Um, I always encourage the entire family to take part. Mm-hmm. And the kids are always asking lots of questions, which is very yeah. good, and I'm happy to always yeah. answer those mm-hmm. questions. And so from a formal point of view, no. <laughs> if you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be and why? Okay, so I would say that I am fun, enthusiastic, mm-hmm. and ambitious. The reason I say that is because I am always keen to have new experiences and enjoy life. And I'm generally a positive person. So any new experience I have, I'm usually looking at it Uh, from a positive point of view. And then I'm ambitious because I am always looking to grow as a person. And I am quite keen on identifying new business opportunities. Mm. What courses do you offer at PetSense College? Well, we offer quite a few courses, probably around 20 diploma courses. That's a lot of courses. It is quite Mm. a lot. Um, And the courses we offer, we cover dog walking, dog Mm. training, pet sitting, um, we can, we do the daycare operator, um, diploma or boarding. Mm-hmm. Um, we do behavior specialist courses. Yeah. And uh, we do an introduction to zoology. So we cover animals in general. Yeah. 
And uh, so we we mainly offer courses that cover pet care, pet training, and behavior. How important is a dog's body language? How Well, it is the only way a dog knows how to communicate with us. Besides being vocal, um, it is largely how they communicate with right. one another as well. Yeah. So... I think it's largely important for us to understand dog body language because it gives us an insight to what they are thinking because we know that they cannot speak. They cannot tell us um, what they are thinking and feeling. And so body language is the only clue we have to understanding our dogs better. What are some of the body languages we should look out for? Okay, so that's an interesting one. Let's say, for example, you are approaching a dog um, that is unfamiliar with you, unfamiliar to you, and he starts to lick his lips. Yes. Or he starts to look away. Okay? Or he starts to yawn out of the blue. Those are clues to him not feeling comfortable with our approach. Uh. Okay. So we don't really know about this body language. And so these are the clues that if we learn them, we will understand yeah. that when he's lipping, licking his lips or sniffing the ground out of the blue or yawning, that he's starting to show f- signs of tension. Okay. Other body language to look out for is to understand when a dog is relaxed. Okay. So we've all seen a happy dog. Yes. So their tails are usually wagging quite energetically. They are moving around. Their mouths are open. Their tongues are usually hanging out. Yeah. That's like the cutest sight ever. Exactly, yes. And they don't have any tension in their faces. And so that tells us that the dog is happy. Is this an easy job training animals? Well, um, it's a difficult one to answer because I feel like I'm biased. Um, I think it's easy to train dogs. Um, mm-hmm. And firstly, because I had a natural talent for it and also because I studied and I uh, worked on my craft. Yeah. Um, so yes, I would say it's easy to train dogs. Animals, well, that's quite general and I would say that's a little bit harder to answer. Why is it important to train dogs and cats? It's important to train dogs because, um, they live with us. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we tend to live by rules. And the dogs don't know these rules automatically. So we have to train the, train the dogs these rules so that we can live in peace together. So a lot of the times we expect our dogs to understand that we don't want them to jump on us, that we don't want them to dig in the garden, that we don't want them to bark nonstop. But the problem is, is that we've never actually taught them that these are the rules we want them to live by. And so that is why it is so important to train dogs so mm. that they understand what the boundaries are to acceptable behavior. Mm. And that is, if I don't want you to jump, 
Well, I must train you to sit rather. So what I do is I teach dogs to sit to greet as an alternative. And that is really the reason why we need to train our dogs is so that we can keep them in our homes forever. Because unfortunately, behavior problems such as digging or destructive behavior or excessive barking leads dogs to losing their homes and being given up for adoption and ending up at the SPCA. Uh. And so we want to make sure that we keep our dogs. Did you always want to work with animals? Well, I did. When I was very young, the first thing I wanted to be is a vet. Then as I grew up, I wanted to be a psychologist. Mm. And in the end, I became a dog psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> do you think animals have feelings like humans do? Well, I definitely know that animals aren't robots, right? Yes, that's very true. So, let us have a look at how can we tell if a dog is scared? Mm. So, he would be cowering. He would be looking away. And so, when he's doing those things, we understand that he's scared, right? Yes. Anything else you can think of that would tell us he's scared? If he whimpers. Yes, that's an excellent one. Okay. So, if a dog is scared, that means he's fearful, and fear is an emotion. Yes. Ah, that's that's Uh clear. Yes. And the same thing when we go to school and we come back from school. What does our dog do when we walk in the door? Um. Come greet us. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, he comes and greets us. And what is he looking like? Happy. Yes, he is wagging his tail. He is happy to see us. Okay, and happy is an emotion. So, yes, Yes. dogs have emotions, and it has been proven that animals have emotions. What's the easiest thing to teach a dog? That's a good question. I would say that... Training a dog to come to you when you call it. And the reason I say that is because puppies have this natural knack of coming to people. Whenever Mm. they go down on their haunches and slap their hands on their legs. Mm. And so that I would say is the easiest is to come when called. What's the best or most rewarding part of your job? That's a great question. I'm very passionate about my job. Mm. And I like to see dedicated people. And when I can see that the light bulb has switched on and people start to change the way they treat their dogs Mm -hmm. and they start to dedicate more time to their dogs, that is what keeps me passionate about my my job. What is the cleverest animal? Oh, goodness. I think you know the answer to this one. Can I try guess? <laughs> yeah. Monkey. <laughs> so, scientifically, monkeys or chimpanzees or the bonobos. What are bonobos? Uh, are, there are types of monkeys. Oh. or They've been said to be very intelligent. But scientists disagree, and then some might say it's this animal, and some might say it's that animal. 
to me, it is the dog. And the reason for that is because they have found a way to live successfully with humans. Well, that was all very interesting for our questions. But before we go to our air break, I welcome you to the Chai Foodie Club. How much do you love pasta? Well, I bet not as much as I do. Did you know that long ago pasta was regarded peasant food because it was so inexpensive and in recent times macaroni and cheese, which are either types type of spaghetti is regarded as being fancy. How much pasta do you eat per day or per week? Well, Italians eat 60 pounds of pasta per year. And did you know that spaghetto is a single word is a single word for spaghetti and pasta and and pasta is made of Two ingredients, which are water and wheat. What are you eating for supper this evening? Because I suggest pasta. That is all I have for you today, kids, on the Chai Foodie Club. Thank you for tuning in. Alright, on that note, let's take a song break. And after the song, I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. Catch the Sky, a song from Brave. This is High Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm 10 years old. Just a reminder that the tongue twister is Boom comes, Ben comes, Boom brings Ben broom, Ben brings Boom broom. But before we go to our tongue twister, there's a question. What can be done to calm an aggressive dog? Okay, so an aggressive dog I will take as a dog that is growling at you and is showing intention of biting you. So as we discussed earlier, the best way is to engage in calming signals. Okay, so those calming signals is Mm -hmm. to fold your arms, to look away, to or to look down and not to make eye contact with the dog, okay? Yes. Um, and this is telling the dog that you are no threat to him. Yes. What is really important is that you should never, as a child, you should never engage with the dog on your own. There should always be adult supervision yes. to prevent okay. children from getting bitten in the first place. All right. There is your answer. Send your answers to 34519 or 061-895-1019. Keep guessing and you could win yourself two tickets to the Dr. Seuss's Cat in the Hat play. You can call now for the tongue twister on 010-140-302 to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. Do we have the, any callers for the tongue twister? No. Right. Let's do it with Celia. Who wants to go first? Oh, gosh. I'll go first. Okay. DJ Flo, please start the timer. Three, two, one. Bim comes, Ben comes. Bim brings Ben brooms. Ben brings Bim brooms. Bim comes, Ben comes. Bim brings Ben brooms. Ben brings Bim brooms. Bim comes, Ben brings. Ben. 
<laughs> Three times. Three. Oh my goodness. Okay. That's a tough one. My turn. Three, two, one. Boom comes, Ben comes, boom brings, Ben broom, Ben brings, boom broom. Boom comes, Ben comes, boom brings, Ben broom, Ben brings, boom broom. Boom comes, Ben comes, boom brings, Ben broom, Ben brings, boom broom. Boom comes. Three. Yay. This has been Hi Kids, Four Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm 10 years old. Thank you to my guest, Celia Forsyth, for coming on Hi Kids. And thank you to my producer, Santa, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show, only on 101.9 Hi FM. Goodbye, kids. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. <laughs>